You're listening to Remotely One, a podcast that educates, entertains, and inspires you to take your life back from the office commute. I'm Rick, a former beer rep who left the warehouse to become a voice actor and digital creator. And I'm Colleen, a remote work advocate and consultant. We're going to speak with some of the top professionals who have managed to avoid the commute as they share stories from the most inspiring to the most comical, all while working remotely. Man, this sounds awesome. Let's clock in. Hi, I'm Colleen Clarkson. I'm from Bangor, Maine, currently in the ATL, and I'm with Blend Me Inc. And right now, we are at the ReLead Summit in D.C., baby. Let's go. We are on fire here in D.C. We're talking today about leadership's role in building, maintaining social connection strategies. And I'm hoping you might be able to elaborate on, you know, KPIs, you know, what can be used to measure the importance of social connection in the workplace? Mm-hmm. So the worst thing about remote work that that everyone pretty much agrees on is isolation and loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this idea of being disconnected, right? Mm-hmm. To me, I just feel like it's obvious mm-hmm. that if you're a leader at a company and you know the biggest challenge of, of remote work is isolation and loneliness, and loneliness is such a bad thing for your health, you know, it's the equivalent as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Really? Yeah, being lonely. It's that bad for your health. And if you think about it, that's why they do uh, solitary confinement. You know, you know, crazy if you're by yourself that long. So if you know this and loneliness can have an impact on productivity, you can reduce productivity by something like, you know, 60 percent. So if you know this as a leader, why are you not focusing on building connections? Mm -hmm. Right. So we at Blend, we break our connections down into three categories, professional connections. So mentors, colleagues, you know going to trade shows or Mm -hmm. conferences, right? Um, Lifestyle connections. So, you know, hobbies, like to go mountain biking, fishing maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, making some beer taps or some shit. Mm. Um, You know, so yeah, Mm -hmm. that's lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then you have uh, intimate. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people like, I don't want companies in my intimacies. Yes. Right? Yes. Like, I need you to stay out of the sheets. If you're the company, stay out my sheets. <laughs> but the reality is, is that a majority of relationships start at work. Yes, they do. You know? Mm-hmm. And on top of that, intimate, it's not just about that part of intimate, but you have LGBTQ communities or, or, or couples. You have um, interracial couples. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, even religion, that's kind of like an intimate yeah, relationship. Absolutely. So as an organization, you need to make sure that you are providing these opportunities for your employees. You actually do need to be concerned about their social connections mm-hmm. within the organization or outside. Mm-hmm. So how are you going to measure? Mm-hmm. So how are you going to know whether, the com- you know, the connections are there or not? Um, we're a big fan of surveys, mm-hmm. big fan of surveys. So you got to ask people. And you got to survey based on those different buckets. Like, you mm-hmm. know, do you feel like you have a professional mentor? Do you have a best friend at work for lifestyle? Mm-hmm. Do you have, um, you know, like there's, there's all sorts of questions. So then there's that. 
Um, also, uh, you also have, for example, different um, ways to collect that. So, for example, uh, moth series or uh, employer resource groups where you bring people together and they have conversations, mm-hmm. open forums where the CEO is up on stage and can mm-hmm. hand a mic to him. So mm-hmm. there's all these different ways to collect that information. Mm-hmm. And then you can kind of measure it and then make decisions based on data. Awesome. So what I'm hearing is there are kind of structured processes out there that can help organize yeah. that the social connection more effectively. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, what we call it is uh, we, we meet with companies. We tell them, what is your social connection strategy? Mm. So that's what we help companies build. Mm-hmm. So two years from now, we like to say, start two years out. Mm. And where's your annual retreat going to be in two years? Mm-hmm. And what is the purpose of that annual retreat? Well, we need to get some data. Okay, we saw this data. And the data came back and said, we don't have any lifestyle connections. All right. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe at this annual retreat, we need to ask people what they like to do. And maybe we should do some mountain biking or or. Mm-hmm. or painting or, you know, making beer taps, right? Like we need to like really go in there. So build out a plan Mm -hmm. and this plan, the strategy, um, and then, and then give it to your employees so that they can prepare for it. So two years out, you have the annual retreat, then maybe eight, you know, uh, 18 months out, maybe you have a little regional retreat, maybe you have a virtual. So like, that's the other thing, like we don't need to throw out virtual events. Because you can make connections online. So mm-hmm. got to have a good combination of virtual events, after hour events, maybe yeah. happy hours, build yeah. that strategy mm-hmm. and then post it. Fantastic. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. uh, fascinating. So a big topic is obviously remote work here at Relate Summit, Washington, D.C. Shout out at Citizen M Hotel. Thank you for having us. But I want to dig in a little bit deeper. Uh, and you, you just touched on it a little bit with the concept of small, uh, more local focused in-person meetings. Yes. How do those play in in the building of the connections? Oh, huge, huge. And earlier we had my brother Hampton, shout out Hampton. (laughs) Um, Yeah, they play a huge role. Yeah. They play a huge role in building and maintaining connections, right? Like, you know, we're here today and we were hugging and loving Mm. this is the first time we met a lot of people we've had some people on the podcast before but we've never met chris dyer no it was cool to meet him in person Mm -hmm. um so it plays a really critical role in the small gatherings and venues like citizen emmet which is kind of more of a boutique style it's not a huge giant um hotel Mm -hmm. It's really, really critical to get smaller groups together so that they build a little tighter Mm. of a connection. Everyone remembers going to a large conference. Everyone remembers going to this huge event and almost feeling overwhelming. Mm -hmm. It's hard to network and meet people in these huge, huge events. So these these small settings offer local teams Mm -hmm. or not not even local. Like local teams are great, but you could have regional teams. Mm Um, so yeah, it's critical to include those small meetups, those small opportunities to connect as part of your social connection strategy, your plan. So mm-hmm. yeah, it plays a huge role. And then like with onboarding, that's what, yeah, that's why I was bringing up Hampton, like with onboarding those cohorts, when you 
build a cohort that those are lasting relationships mm. and you can't really build that tight cohort with somebody that you've really never met. Right. So that, that can keep people from quitting mm. your, your company from going to another company. Like, Oh man, because a lot of people don't want to ask right. a question and be like, ah, oh, geez, who do I ask? Like, I just got the job. I don't want to sound like you're any, you know, intimidated. I'm, I'm intimidated. Who yeah. can I ask? Oh, you know what? I got hired with Rick. Yeah. I'm going to ask Rick if he's dealing with the same thing because I know he's in my, in my shoes. So, Because yeah. I know him. Talk to him already. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. We have a connection. We both got hired at the same time, right? Yeah. Right, right. I'm learning so much this weekend. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it's been intense. It's yeah, been this has been a great time. So I'm going to put you on the spot now. Uh-oh. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. Throw out something embarrassing about yourself that not a lot of people know. Ooh. No, let's turn up the microphone on this. I one. can't share this one. Why not? You made everyone else share theirs. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going to tell the story I've never been told before. So in 1999, New Year's Eve to 2000, we all thought the world was going to end. You remember that Y2K? I I was hoping my my, my college loans were going to go to zero because all the computers were going to be all messed up. But that didn't happen. Fortunately, I woke up in the hospital in the year 2000. Had a good time. Thinking that you'd time traveled? I had time traveled, and when I woke up, I woke up to a doctor stitching my chin. Oh, my goodness. So, yeah, that's an embarrassing thing. There's a lot more to the story, but y'all ain't getting that. Oh, boy. Well, I guess we'll have to wait until next time. (laughs) This will come up again, I promise. Definitely. We got it on film now. Definitely, definitely. So, Colleen Clarkson, thank you for your time. Tell us, viewers, where can they find you? Well, you can find us at Remotely We Are One Podcast. Indeed. Everywhere that you listen to your favorite podcasts. Um, you can find me personally on LinkedIn, big LinkedIn person, Colleen Clarkson. And obviously, you know, you can find me on Twitter as well, Colleen Clarkson. I haven't been tweeting too much, but uh, oh, I'm on that TikTok now. So check me out. Ticker talker. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for your insight. And uh, I just, I, I love learning from you. It's a great conversation. So, yeah. yeah. So. Awesome. Thank you. Peace. You've been listening to Remotely One. Visit us at remotelyone.com forward slash podcast for upcoming episodes. Subscribe to our YouTube channel and download our episodes on your favorite podcast app. Hey, hey, don't forget to clock out.